This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 96. We're going to be talking about January 2022 financials. I'm very excited for this episode because there was a mystery at a certain point that will be revealed today. We're <laughs> going to get there, but over there he is Chris. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Craig. How you doing? Uh, I'm all right. That was Good. very enthusiastic. Yeah. You, you sound I guess like, I'm excited to be here. I, apparently. Yeah. It's juries out as to why, but, uh, <laughs> but you're excited to be here. I'm excited. Uh, we're talking about January financials, and so as with all the financials episodes, I really encourage everybody to go to hollandassetsllc.com where you can check out full show notes, including the documentation for these financials episodes. So the profit and loss statement that we're going to be talking about, you can actually look at that. Every line item on there, including the stuff that we skip because we don't talk about it, it's all there. So if you want to chart the progress of Holland Assets and uh, do a little compare and contrast with your own efforts, you can do that there. So hollandassetsllc.com. Find us on Facebook. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We always love getting suggestions there. Uh, and lastly, leave a review if you enjoy what we do here. So, Chris, did I forget anything? I don't think so. Okay, I'm yeah, getting pretty good at this was a lot of it. You are After 96 episodes. Yeah, we're finally there. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting there. All right, so before we do the financials, I always have to ask you what's going on. I know you have one update, and I think maybe two, but the one update I'm really excited for. I feel like you kind of need to cue the angel music. <laughs> to talk about this. Oh, great. Yeah, you're, uh, we've been talking about it for so you're long. Making, you're making editing work for me, Chris. Come on. <laughs> well, I, you, we don't, you don't have to edit anything. Just sing it. Come on. Just, oh. There you go. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> you do the hallelujah chorus. All right. So truck, what's... Truck number five is on the road. Hey. It's, yeah, it's, it's working. That's not even the update I was looking for, no, but that's not. fantastic. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, that's the update I'm most excited about. <laughs> no doubt about it. Now I'm trying to think what other update should I be ta- thinking about? Well, so I, I know that you mentioned a, a couple episodes ago that there was a preventable oh, loss. Yeah. We'll talk um, about and you, that. You today told me too. you were going to talk yeah. about it today, so I'm excited. But but, uh, but back to the fifth truck. Yeah, truck truck number five is on the road, so we've got five trucks running, which is amazing. It's exciting. Finally, yeah. How many months later? November, December, January, like three months, almost yeah. almost three months late. Truck number five is on the road. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, I was about to make a joke about not trying to take it up to Canada, but we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> All yeah, right. It'll so get stuck, huh? it, it's a joke though. It won't uh, play well in like two or three years when everybody's forgotten about it. Yeah, so. probably not. <laughs> so, Chris, um, anything else about truck number five? I mean, now that it's out, do no, you, it's, it's out in the wild. It's out there, um, and that's it. Okay, making money. There you go. So wait, wait, I, I should ask, when did it hit the road? Because we're going to be talking about January financials. Was it on the road during January? No. Okay. It started this month. So, so just, no, I, I think just over a week. Okay. Basically uh, at all this right. point. So when we get to the numbers in this episode, it'll be with four trucks on the road. Yes. Okay, got it. So Chris, uh, during the last financials episode, you mentioned that there was a huge uh, expense that was uh, what avoidable is that the word we would go yeah. for? Yep. Um, and you told me that you wouldn't tell me what it was, and yeah. I so I, to this day I have no idea. But you told me you'd reveal it. What was it? Yeah, there there were two things. One, um, it, it involves a driver, and and the driver's no longer with us, so I feel mm-hmm. like I can talk a little bit about it now. And um, two, the pain was too recent. It was too soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, fair so, enough. So I, I didn't want to talk about it at that point, but now I, I'm feeling better. You know, a little bit of time's passed. Time eases pain. There you and, go. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. Apparently four so weeks So you're going to be enough. my psychiatrist now. Is that okay? Oh, it's, you yeah. know what? I've been preparing for this for my whole life. Okay, Chris, <laughs> I'm ready. Well, so so it's, it's a story and, and in all reality, there's actually some pretty good nuggets of wisdom we can glean from this story um, for, for a couple things. But one, so what happened was, is, is we, we've got a driver and this particular driver, I mean, he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong, but he was, we'll put it this way, our most needy driver mm. by far. So good like, guy doesn't always mean good employee. Yeah, e- exactly. And he, he just, he didn't really fit our culture super well. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you talk about the 90-10 principle where 90% of something is, or one, 10% of something takes up 90% of something like this right. in this particular situation. This one employee took up like 90% of our time. I usually hear it as 80-20, which makes sense if that you've got five, five drivers. Yeah, you have one driver who Look was, at you using yeah. real math in a real life situation. They say, they say never do math live yeah. on the air. Oops. I think you just nailed it. I think it worked out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> he... He, he was just, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of work working with him. And anyway, he was on in the middle of a trip, starts not feeling super well, asks if we can delay the delivery by a day so he can just kind of chill, take it easy, chill. And, and so we work with the shipper broker on this particular load and, and, and work that out. So he, he, he takes some time the day, plus he takes the next couple days slower than he should have mm. and lo and behold he ends up being you know a decent amount behind on this load and because of that it was a load that was going from somewhere back east maybe midwest going i think into washington and because he was delayed by this point he's delayed by like two days and because he like delayed time, so much by the time he gets, the time there. He gets to to Oregon. I think he was going actually up into Washington, but he gets to Oregon and he's behind. And because he's behind, guess what he guess what he runs into? Snow. He uh, runs into snow. They don't call it, they don't call it the snow pass yeah, for nothing. Right? It wasn't the snow qualmy pass. Oh, okay. But that is a bad one. Yeah. It was um, you know, coming up eighty four into um, like in Pendleton ish. Yep, into that that climb before you get into Pendleton. And he has to put on chains. If if he would have been even the day before and only one day late, he would have missed the storm. Mm. Wouldn't have had to do chains. Uh, and and this is one of the issues with the driver is he, his attitude is just not the greatest. And so he he's ticked off that he has to do chains. And and in my opinion, from my vantage point, the reason he's having to chain is really because of his poor time management. Um, I get that he was sick the one day, but. And we, we all get that, sure. right? And some of us push through that better than others. And so he ends up having to chain and he's mad that he has to chain. We always try to avoid it, but sometimes you have to. And in this situation, he has to chain, not because of us. Like we the, the load, we booked the load knowing that he wasn't going to have to chain. We'd looked at the weather and the weather looked clean. And it would have been clean if he would have been on time or even one day late. So anyway, um, he chains up and it's been a while since he's chained. Okay, I if you remember, the, oh, I remember the, your the first time I was, chained the first time never having chained before. <laughs> it was hilarious, but I got it done and I yeah. did it right. Well, he did it half-assed. Oh, 
I can say that, right? Sure. Half-assed. Yeah. yeah. So he, he does it half-assed and guess what ends up happening? Driving uh, down the road, the, chains the fly off. And to make a long story short, um, three tires, damaged airlines, a damaged fender, and damaged quarter panel. Wow. So I, I and, and when I say it, it was roughly $3,500, um, it's the, the pain was too much and I didn't go in and actually total exactly what it was. So I know it was at least that much and it may have been more. Oh, wow. Yeah. So 3,500 bucks. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and the load got delivered, but did you have to take three days late or three days late? At that late. point it was three days late. Could you even collect anything on that? Um, the load we still got paid out on. Yeah. Okay. The the broker was good. They, you know, they understand some kind, sometimes things happen with drivers. It, it got there. It just was a little bit late. But Yikes. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So three days and load gets delivered. <laughs> I'm speechless. He's a, hey, I, this is good radio. Chris. Yeah, You're struggling to speak. Radio. It's great radio. And, so so you ended up letting the driver go over this I'm issue? I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, your, your math isn't working again. Oh, my. Yeah. Because I, I said at the beginning, <laughs> this was a $7,000. Yeah. Yeah. And I just said only $3,500. I was so wondering. We, we're not done yet. <laughs> okay. There's more to the story. All right. So he delivers that load and goes up and picks up the next load. And he's still got a bad attitude and still just like ornery at the world. And um, he starts to cut corners and he pulls out of a loading dock, not having slid his tandems back to where they're supposed to mm. go. So the tandems are all the way back to the rear. And do you know what happens when your tandems are all, ba- all the way back to the rear? Uh, corners wrong. Yeah. You have to take extra wide turns, like right. not just wider than a normal semi truck, but you've got to take extra wide turns. Well, he didn't do that. And so guess what he did? Oh. Damaged the fender on his neighbor truck. Oh no. Yeah. So there's another $3,500 in, in damages all within like a less than a 48 hour period. Wow. And, um, so the way we kind of operate, and this is one of those areas like in, in trucking and really in business in general, where I kind of have a, a hard time and and I'm not sure that I always do the right thing is, is when to let an employee go. And we decided at that point we were going to have them. We, we got them all the way back home and, um, kind of had a sit down meeting with them and, decided to kind of give him another chance and anyway to make a long story short one more trip out and back and at that point still facing some of the same issues no more damage to the truck or anything but just kind of the attitude and how he operates and being extra needy Mm. we just decided to part ways yeah that's too bad that's too bad so what if it wasn't the damages that finally pushed you over the edge? I mean, you're talking about the attitude. Is that essentially it's, it? It's really just the attitude. Just you, you take, for example, when we when he had to put the chains on, he's incredibly upset about having to put the chains on. And he's he calls up Nate, starts cussing out Nate and just t- demanding that Nate find him a place where he can take the chains off. And it's like, dude, you're the one driving the truck down the road. You know what the conditions are like. You should know. And Oregon, along that stretch of road, has places to chain up and take chains off Mm. all over the place. Yeah. It's like- Pretty common. Yeah. That's not something 
Nate is going to be able to see you're the person on the ground making things happen, doing the work. You should be able to tell when it's okay to take your chains off. And it's just that kind of stuff. Just always calling and and having, you know, Nate do something that really is a pretty simple task that a driver should be right. able to Nate do. being the our, the partner in Holland Assets. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure people know who Nate is in case they yeah. you haven't been around for a few episodes. Yeah. We haven't talked about Nate for a while. That's right. And, and Nate's been doing absolutely awesome. He, he's, he, he's, he was way more patient than with this driver <laughs> than I would have been. So, uh, okay. So you've got somebody who's, um, what would, what would some of these warning signs be there? Uh, impatient, argumentative. Imp- yeah. Impatient. He just super argumentative. And, and to the point where like he doesn't really take accountability for his own actions like maybe there were some things that we could have done a little bit different and a little bit better okay but there's also things like he could have done different and better and but he just he always is pointing fingers at somebody else always putting the blame somewhere else and we i we talked about this in the last couple of episodes right taking mm-hmm. accountability and if you don't do that if you're always blaming somebody else you're never going to improve because you don't think you need to improve because it's always somebody else's fault right and, and that's where that was really one of my biggest issues with him is just you, you can tell that you're never going to make headway with him because he's just, he's not seeing things the way that you're seeing. You're not going to come to some kind of common conclusion. And in my, in my opinion, he's just not teachable and trainable. Because right. Now we've talked about the hiring process in a, in a couple of past episodes and what you've gone through in your hiring process. Is this the kind of thing that you just can't necessarily catch? Like I know you talked about, yeah, yeah there's the interview, there's the resume, um, but you got to call the references. And this seems like maybe one of those reasons you might uh, really concentrate on references. Uh, absolutely. Sometimes that'll come out in references. It's a lot of times it won't come out in an interview. Cause I mean, he's, right. he's pretty well-spoken. He's best foot forward and all that. Yeah. In the interview, best manners and, you know, everything. And, and, and so, yeah, a lot of the times, unfortunately, there's no real way that I've ever been able to find where you can kind of screen for that. And sometimes it just takes, you know, a couple months working together to realize you're not a good fit for each other. Right. Right. Okay. Well, uh, sounds like a rough situation. Um, sorry that, uh, that he had to be let go. I'm sure it's not fun for him. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for anybody. Yeah. Um, I, but, uh, shoot, is there anything else to say on the subject? I, I, well, I hate the process for that, you know, very reason. We don't ever like to let anybody go, but sometimes, and, and this is one thing I don't think I do very well is, knowing when to let somebody go. And, and, and oftentimes it's probably better to just kind of rip the bandaid off. Like mm. usually I, I've rarely regretted letting somebody that's not a good fit go early, but I've definitely regretted it way more often that I've kept them too long. Yeah. So where did you feel like you landed on this one too early, too, too late? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, it's a, I guess an object lesson for anybody listening who's thinking about hiring some drivers. So I guess, I, I don't know, Chris, what would you do in the future? Like we said, there's no way to really screen for this. So do you do a probationary hire and say, hey, we're going to bring you on for three months. And then after three months, we'll reassess and see if we want to keep you on. What, I, what do you do? That That's one technique. Another, and, and a lot of this kind of depends in, on the state that you're based out of. Um, employment laws vary mm. widely between states. You know, to put it in kind of two broad categories, you have um, I'm trying to think of the terms at will employment. Right. And what's the other one? 
Oh gosh. I, I can't remember. Utah's an at will state. So basically it's a little bit easier to to let people go if if you just don't feel you don't necessarily have to have cause to let somebody go. You can you can mm-hmm. just say, hey, they're not a good fit for me. We're parting ways. Right. Um other states you don't have that same latitude. So a lot of it depends on on your state. But uh, you know, it, it it's just it's just one of those things that I think Oftentimes it's better for you, you save both parties a, a little bit of pain if you just part ways quickly. Right. And and you, you have to I, I always like to give people second chances, but sometimes it's not worth the third and the fourth chance, like especially if it's early on and you're seeing these trends early. Give somebody a second chance. Make sure you're very clear in what your expectations are. And if you're still not meeting those expectations let it go. Right. And in the evolution of your business, like if you're a brand new business with just two trucks and letting one person go and having a truck sit is a lot more painful than when you've got five trucks and only one of them sitting. So a lot of it's going to kind of how how long you're willing to kind of put up with that may also depend on how many trucks and drivers you have. Do you have enough trucks to kind of to cushion the blow cushion the blow a little mm-hmm. bit for a while then it's easier to do and you should probably do it sooner rather than later but there may be a good business reason to just kind of deal with it for a little while so that you don't have a, a two truck or one one truck on your two truck fleet sitting mm-hmm. for any significant period of time well uh speaking of second chances chris i feel like we need a second chance to start getting into the numbers on this episode we promised numbers and we we've did. been talking for yeah. about 15 minutes now about Look this <laughs> so uh did you like the transition how was that That was good that was that was smooth as butter is that what you say yeah. <laughs> sure i'm taking your turn <laughs> sure uh so, uh what 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 did I used to say? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, let's talk about numbers, Chris. January 2022. Uh, give me give me good month, bad month. Good month. Good month. Okay, yep. great. So not let's the, not the best month, but a good solid month. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the actual numbers. So total miles number total miles run. Uh what are what are we at? Forty seven thousand seventeen miles. Okay, so call it forty seven thousand. Over now you said four trucks running last month. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's, that's a actually, lot of miles for four trucks. It is a lot of miles. That was a pretty good, pretty good month as far as mileage goes. Yeah, very nearly twelve thousand. Look at me doing math again. Yeah, there you go. Live yeah. on here, twelve thousand miles per truck Don't, almost. You're, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> never, never. Uh, Chris, I'm college educated. Okay, <laughs> I do numbers good. Uh, so, okay, so that's total miles run. Uh, how much of it was deadhead? Um, it was. A, a little bit less than even though we had higher miles less than last month so the the total deadhead miles was 2452 which is 5.2%. Okay. All right, so definitely an acceptable so number good. there. Yeah. Uh total revenue. And this was actually a little bit lower than I expected. Hmm. Um you know, especially we had one of the best paying big loads, actually the biggest paying load we've ever had. Um and the rate per mile was really good, but overall so it was um one hundred fourteen thousand one hundred seventy dollars. Okay, so uh, about twenty or ten fifteen thousand dollars less than it has been the last several months. And and do we chalk that up to the time of the year? I mean, it's not November December anymore. It's January. Yeah, yeah so. it, it is. I I was kind of fixated on that one load and thinking that January is going to be a really good month. And this is still a good month, especially for a January. Right. Um. But the the rate per mile dropped. But I, I think a couple good things you can glean out of this month is you, we, we talked about it being a, a pretty high mileage month and a pretty low deadhead. And that's telling me that we're still finding loads really easy. 
um, when, when you have a good number of miles and load deadhead, that means we're not having to go very far to find mm. loads. There's, there's still an abundance of loads. And so, you know, February, I, I'm guessing is probably going to hold tight somewhere around here, maybe even dip a little bit. That's your traditional, you know, January dips from December. And then usually February is even a little bit lower than it starts to recover in March. Well, and there's so, also two or three days fewer in yeah, February. There, there are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm expecting we'll, we'll probably see a little bit more of a dip in February, but overall, I mean, you can't complain if you're getting 243 a mile in January. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, my brain, you know, uh, parents talk a lot about how, oh, they'll always be my little girl or whatever. Like you kind of get this picture of your kids stuck in your head and they're always four years old, you know, and that's all you can see. All I can see is the rate per mile that you were getting for the first, you know, six to 12 months that you were driving. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, we were lucky if we broke two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you say 243 a mile, I'm like, great. Yeah. It's it's not bad. And you'll we'll we'll see that in the uh, net income. It's not a not a bad month. Speaking of which, um, so two forty three all in rate per mile. What did that get as far as net um, with the revenue? So you said the revenue was just over one fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what was net income? Twenty nine thousand three hundred thirty nine dollars and forty one cents. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good month. Um, not not uh, not one of our better. I think we've had quite a few better ones in the last you know, of the last six months, but still, I mean, four trucks, 29,000. I mean, that's, you're roughly what, $7,500 a truck. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'd say we'll so. take it. Yeah. For like you said, for January. Yep. Um, okay. So any, anything that we want to pull out from the numbers this month and, uh, and concentrate on from that P and L. So yeah, a couple of things to kind of take into account. So it was a good month, especially when you consider the fact that we um, replaced one driver that we've already talked about. And we added a second truck. Or well, the second truck, the, the fifth truck. So the the one driver came off the road. Well, he, he we did the transition from the one truck to the other right at the end of the month. And mm. so, um, you know, considering that we essentially had one truck sitting for half a week longer than we probably normally would in, in doing that transition, um, and, and we're hiring another driver going through all that. It was a pretty good month. And then you'll, you'll notice in the profit and loss, um, like uh, our office supplies and expenses are, are a lot higher than normal, you know, 2,100 bucks. A lot of that is getting some of the equipment for the truck, like, you know, the binders, the hmm. ELD stuff, um, you know, the, the mounts and everything, all that's in there. Um, the insurance is, is a little bit higher than normal and that's bringing on that fifth truck. So there, there were quite a few things cause we actually got the truck right at the end of the month. And so some of those expenses hit where we haven't got any of the revenue from the truck. And so, um, you know, considering all of that to still have nearly $30,000 in net income is a pretty good month. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. So, uh, as things move forward, Chris, um, I know that you have a goal to get even more trucks on the road this year, if you can. Let me ask you a question, and this might be too big a question for now. We might want to do a whole episode on this, but do you have an end game? I've been interested in this for a while. Do you have an end game? I want to get this number of trucks on the road, and then Holland Assets is as big as I want it to be. Or is it kind of grow until it explodes and dies? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I think it's probably closer to the latter. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. We haven't really set. This is how big we want to get. Mm. 
Um, but it, it's probably just as long as we keep enjoying what we're doing, finding success in it, you know, being disciplined about it. I, I think we'll just kind of keep growing indefinitely. Yeah. Maybe we'll take over the world someday. I, you know, I'm looking forward to it because, uh, then I'll be the voice of a new generation, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, okay, cool. So anything else from the numbers that you want to pull out and go over? Um, I, I was thinking of talking, I've, I've actually got a couple more things to talk about and I'm, I'm debating, I want to talk a little bit about hiring drivers, but maybe we save that for another episode since we've already gone so long. What do you think? I, I don't know. I think that's, it I've depends got on how much you, too. I've what, got another impact tip. Well, are there any other numbers or no, we're, that's go, all, we're good on the we're numbers? Good with okay. the numbers okay. So yeah. in that case, you know, what? I think we got time. Right, Nobody's going to be mad if you give us a little tidbit. So I, I talked a little bit about hiring drivers and we're all of a sudden near the end of this January, we had to, you know, we let one driver go. So we had to find a new seat for that truck and then adding the fifth truck, another driver. Um, I think we, we actually had a, in, in the grander scheme of things, a very short transition in all of those. Mm. Um, we don't have a whole lot of downtime in those trucks. And a big chunk of that is because of how Nate has really been um, kind of tackling the hiring piece of, of our business. And one of the things that I think we've done well is both, you know, there's a couple of things, both Nate and I have done a good job of keeping our, our driver pipeline full. And I kind of want to relate this to sales. Um, if you've ever been in, involved in sales much, one of the things that we talk a lot about is your sales pipeline and your sales funnel. Mm. Do you, when I, when I say sales funnel, do you kind of know what I'm referring <sighs> to? Chris, I worked in sales for five years. All right. So you, you know what a funnel is. I do. You, you know, uh, what a, this is, this is a bit like spreadsheets. So I, you, I understand it. I'm not glad you're bringing it up because <laughs> it brings back some painful memories for me. <laughs> well, but it's such an important thing. You know, you, you look at the funnel, like just like the funnel that you use to when you, when you're putting motor oil in your truck so that you don't spill the de- the the oil all over the place. You know, you've got this mm. little hole that it has to go into. So you use a funnel. So you picture that funnel and the top of the funnel is really wide. And then the narrow, the funnels the bottom of the funnel is really narrow. And, and when we talk about sales and I kind of liken this to hiring drivers too, you've got to have a top of your funnel and you've got to have a narrow funnel and the top of your funnel is the people that you're talking to to try to get them interested in um, working for you, right? Drivers. So y- you feed that funnel by ads that you put out and like classified ads or talking to people. And we've done all of the above. You know, we we've had ads. We've had Nate and I have both talked to people. We've had our drivers talk to people to to refer drivers to us. And so you may talk to twenty people about the job. And then of those 20 that you talk to, you may find 10 that say, Hey, yeah, I'm interested in it. And so the, the 20 are the top of the funnel. Then the 10 are smaller. So that's where, as the funnel's getting narrower mm. and of those 10, you may, um, have five that you start to do some regular follow-up with, and you maybe give them an application that they fill out. And then of those five, maybe you have three that fill out applications. So that funnel's getting narrower and narrower and narrower, right? And then of those three, you may have one that you end up hiring. Right. So you start off with 20 people that you've talked to. It takes 20 to get to your one hire. The right one. Or it may be 20 to get to two hires. And, and so my point is, is that you always have to be filling that funnel. You always have to be talking to people. You always have to be putting leads in there. And and Nate and I and our drivers have done a good job of that. And 
the other thing that we do really well is we constantly eat when we when we get those people that are interested and we narrow it down to maybe those five who have really good interests, like the five that are going to apply for the job. We regularly when I say we Nate <laughs> regularly calls <laughs> them like clear. maybe once a month or so and just, hey, are you still interested? Here's kind of our updated timeline when we think we're going to need to hire. And and we, you know, maintain that kind of relationship. And then when it's closer and, and we think we're within a couple of weeks of needing to hire somebody, we, you know, we, we kind of really get the ball rolling on that hiring process. So I think doing something like that is really key to making sure you have kind of that constant stream of drivers so that you're not, you know, you have one quit and then it takes you, you start, you don't even start the process until, you know, that person's quit mm. and then it takes a month to fill the seat. And so the better job you can do at keeping that funnel full and keeping, you know, the follow-up going so that you're constantly talking to people, uh, you know, talking to those really good, strong leads, especially uh, it makes it so that there's probably going to be less transition time. And so I, I think that's been kind of at this point been one of our keys to, to hiring is really working that that hiring funnel really well. All right. Well, you know, that sounded like an impact tip, Chris. Uh, I know it's not because we still have one, but I like it. I like it. Yeah. And this is, uh, uh, this, this would go for not just the person getting their fifth truck out on the road. This goes for somebody who is doing their very first hire in a way, you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to take you some time. You're going to have to fill that funnel yep. to find the right person. So I, I think this is pretty applicable to just about anybody. I, I think it's one of the most important things you can do in the trucking industry. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Chris, uh, let's get to an impact tip. Uh, before we do that, I will say we were worried this would be a short episode and it's not. And uh, people should be sad about that. You know why? Why is that? Because you and I made a deal a few weeks ago and I feel like we should just tell people. We should tell people up front what the deal is. Do you remember um, <laughs> <laughs> that if an episode goes less than 25 minutes, you know, if we, we just get in, we get out and we're done, then I will tell a story at the oh, end yeah, of that episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you're, <laughs> so you're off the hook today. So today I will not be telling a story, but. That's why you said to do the hiring piece. That's yeah, wait, No, yeah. we were already past 25 <laughs> at that point. I think. No. Uh, yeah. I just want people to get, uh, get excited. If you enjoy those post credits uh, stories, then I will do some more in the future. So you should send Chris an email, tell him to hustle it up, get through whatever he wants to talk about. Chris, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So before we do the impact tip, I'll just remind everybody, hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes, um, yeah, for all the documentation from this episode and past episodes as well. So we'd love to see you there. Uh, you can leave comments there on the website. Uh, all right. So then we'll do an impact tip and we'll call it for today. So Chris, what are we talking about? Scalability. Scalability. And we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but it's something I wanted to, I felt like bringing up again. This is, this is really most applicable to guys who want to grow their trucking company. If you're going to, if you want to be an owner operator, um, and that's as far as, as you want to take it and that's where you're happy at, then this probably isn't quite as applicable to you, but definitely is something that's incredibly important if you are going to grow. Okay. So yeah, you have talked about scalability in the past and this, uh, so the, the idea is if I remember correctly, let me see if I've got the concept, whatever you do, uh, whatever systems you implement, um, whatever hires you make, however you structure your company, uh, have in mind future growth. 
Yep. Right. So yep. if if you're going to buy this piece of software, well, if that piece of software is designed for a five truck fleet and you want to grow to 20, find some different software. Yep. And start early with that different software. There's right. if, if you plan on being a, a 20 truck fleet and this software is really only good or, or is best for somebody that's a five truck fleet, you don't even want to start there. Right. You know, use, use start what you're going to stay with long term. It's so hard to change systems and things. So just start with what you want to do long term early on. Okay. So, but that's not the, the impact tip itself is focus on scalability. And so if you're going to grow, you need to deliberately anticipate um, that growth and, and you need to focus on making your systems and, and everything um, work well as you're small so that when you grow, they don't become bigger issues. Like I've seen this time and time again with clients that have tried to grow. And, and a lot of times people can grow pretty successfully up to 10 trucks. Usually the scalability issue really becomes a big problem when you get over 10 trucks, mm. because if you've got a, if you've got a little problem, um, usually you can manage it when you're small, but then as you get bigger, that little problem doesn't go away and it just becomes compounded. So what, give me an example. What kind of problem would you be uh, looking out for in this situation? You, like you, you take, for example, if, if you've got like, like I, I think one of our areas that we need to work on a little bit is how we, how we do payroll right now. Um, you know, when you've got one truck doing payroll or we've got five trucks, so five trucks doing payroll and it probably takes us, I, I'm just, estimating here, but let's say it takes us, um, half an hour to do half an hour per truck to do payroll. Cause we've got to kind of go in and manually pull reports. We've got to manually do a handful of things, look at, look at stuff. So it, it takes us 30 minutes per truck. If we already all of a sudden get up to, um, a hundred trucks and it takes 30 minutes per truck to do payroll, that's, yeah, that's, that's 3000 minutes. That's five hours or 50 hours mm. to do payroll. Well, that's one person, more than one person's full-time job just to do payroll. And, and that's just not realistic. And so you, you find a system that, that works. And so that you may be able to take that payroll process from being 30 minutes to being more like 10 minutes per truck. And then if you got a hundred trucks doing 10 minutes, um, you know, that's a third of that. And so you, you're probably looking at more like 12 to 15 hours to run payroll which one person can do in two days and that's way more realistic. <laughs> right. And right. so that, that, that creates kind of a more scalable company. Well, there you go. There's that scalability again. So focus on scalability. There's the impact tip. Chris, anything else on that? I think that's good. All right. Well, let's cut and run for today then. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you sticking around and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another subject. So we will see you then. Chris, have a good one. You too. We'll see you later.